Hey everybody, welcome to Ask Me Anything. I'm Matt Love. I'm here with Pastor JD Greer. And we got a fun one. We got a fun one for us today. And that question is, you know, it feels a little late to be asking this question in some ways, uh, JD, because people have already made their decision on this, a lot of them. But should Christians watch Game of Thrones? And maybe maybe to give some more perspective, um, you really can't, it, it's hard to find a show or a movie at this point on Netflix or wherever you watch shows that doesn't have some sort of uh, nudity or language or violence. We just kind of wanted to unpack, JD, what does that look like for Christians to decide what sorts of shows and media they can watch? And maybe even to be just put the biggest kind of point on it, should Christians watch TV shows that have nudity in them? JD, what do you think? Yeah, Matt, this is similar to our questions um, on music, some of the same themes, but I do think it's more specific when it comes to um, particularly what goes into our eyes because of how we're we're made. I, I, I will talk about nudity specifically, but let's also just expand it a little bit to, you know, I mean, you know, shows that have various different kinds of simple things depicted in them. Um, similar to our discussion on music, we got to realize, first of all, that we are in the world. And God knows we're in the world and um, we are supposed to have an awareness, even if it's an innocent awareness, we um, have to have an awareness of the culture that we're in and um, and understand where the culture has needs and uh, where they're making mistakes. And, and that requires at least some level of awareness. Paul says, be innocent, be simple when it comes to what is evil. But um, but even he demonstrated familiarity with um, the poets and some of the the culture shapers, which had plenty of sin um, laced through their works. You know, he, he demonstrated a familiarity with them. Another thing we have to realize is that God created art and entertainment to His glory as a way of us having a diversion. It's a way of relaxing. Uh, you know, I, you say, well, is this advancing the gospel? Well, I mean, you know, taking a walk in the woods and enjoying the beauty of nature—that's. You're enjoying what God had created sometimes just to give you rest. So there are, are is comedy and entertainment and drama and suspense that I can read and watch and listen to that may not be specifically about the Great Commission, but it's it's serving a God-glorifying purpose because God created us to enjoy art and to, to participate in His creation. And so um, the enjoyment of art is not by itself some kind of sinful or wasted enterprise. The Old Testament that we read tells stories with sometimes shocking and disturbing detail about sinful acts. Again, I'm not here talking about depicting nudity or the actual act of sex, but just it will sometimes tell us, hey, here's this person's sin, and this is what that sin was like. If you were, um, if you were, were, were putting David and Bathsheba's story into a play, what some level the actors would have to imply that there was a sexual encounter that, that happened. Now, that wouldn't necessarily mean that they were graphic about it. But they would insinuate that it happened. That presentation may not be appropriate for all eyes, but it could still be done to the glory of God. So when it, when it comes to developing a theology for the arts, I recognize that there is a place in the arts to depict the fact of sin and to um, even sometimes have some disturbing details about it because it's part of an overall redemptive thing that I'm trying to teach. And part of that is the the, the damage, the sinfulness of sin. Um, when it comes to acting and 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 those types of things, I, I think a helpful clarification is what John Piper says, that there's a difference between depicting sin as a fact and then actually sinning in doing the depicting. Um, I can we can depict lying, murder, anger, or even adultery to a limit, of course, um, and not be committing the act or enticing others to do so. We're just acknowledging it as a fact of fallen humanity in an overall redemptive trajectory that we're trying to encourage. 
But John Piper says revealing nudity or taking God's name in vain. I think there's one you could add to that also. Those are, are a couple of examples where the actor is not only depicting sin, but they are actually sinning while they're doing the depicting because the actor's body is actually being exposed, um, usually with an attempt to arouse the audience, and God's name would actually be being blasphemed in the moment. And so that's different than pointing to the fact of sin and, and actually sinning as you're doing that. Uh, pastor named Kevin DeYoung says, he says, there's a world of difference between a terse description of sin, like David lay with Bathsheba, or a metaphor-laden poem about romantic love, like the Song of Solomon, or a chapter about the ugliness of spiritual adultery, Ezekiel 16. There's a world of difference between that and then watching two naked people pretend to have sex. Jesus said to fantasize about having sex with somebody makes you guilty in God's eyes of the sin, and Hollywood skin and Hollywood sex, they are meant to arouse. There was an article I read a few years ago on why shows with gratuitous nudity and it was by John Piper, and he was specifically talking about Game of Thrones. I found it really compelling as at least a grid to think through. He was saying something with the gratuitous nudity level of something like Game of Thrones. He said, I just can't see how that would be profitable for a believer. And he gave a number of reasons. One, you know, Jesus died to purify, and the Bible from beginning to end makes a radical call for holiness. Um, it tells us not to do what can cause us to sin with our hearts and our minds. It's just, it's just not a risk worth taking. You say, well, I can control it. Well, I mean, Jesus said some pretty radical things like if you're, you know, if you're if your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. He's talking about these things in the most extreme terms for us to seduce somebody else to sin or our, our family or ourselves. He said, you, you might as well take a millstone and hang it around your neck and cast yourself into the sea. He doesn't talk about these things in lighthearted ways. He tells us to passionately pursue good. I mean, some people say, well, watching these movies is going to help me be more relevant to lost people. Yeah, I understand that. And I already said that Paul demonstrated some level of familiarity with uh, some of the sinful cultural productions of his day, but that is not more important than your personal purity and your devotion to God. I think of what J.C. Ryle says, the, the greatest gift I can ever give to anybody is my personal holiness and my walk with God. Um, nudity, John Piper says, is not make-believe. And he says, you know, if you're going to value the modesty and the self-control of women, you're not going to do something that celebrates and puts that on on display. Piper says, he says, don't be a hypocrite. You know, the way I would say this is it's, it's hard to say I weep with repentance at Jesus's death while laughing at the very things that put him on the cross, laughing or, or, or intentionally enjoying them. John Piper says, prolonged exposure to these things, it affects you. Nobody's able just to shut it off. You, you know, Proverbs says, as a man thinks in his heart, that's what he becomes. So is he. Sex on the screen, it distorts how we think about it. It turns it into a commodity and not what God intended it. Um, there's a song we used to sing when I was a kid, be careful little eyes what you see. Uh, I, I think when it comes to what I allow into my heart to dominate my thoughts, it has incredible effect. Then the last thing Piper says is, is, is there's no great film that needs nudity to add to its greatness. Sometimes, that yeah, I'm, I'm actually disappointed because there are a couple – films and shows that I actually think the the arc of the story is something that I'd be fascinated by, but it's a shame that they had to put these things in there because the price I would have to pay to watch the arc of that narrative is just too great when it comes to the radical ways that God has called me to be holy and to the incredible price that Jesus paid for me to be holy. It just seems like I'm playing with something that doesn't glorify God. Now, I know what, as I'm saying this, people, you're sitting there saying, well, okay, well, how much though? I mean, you know, if, if there's some sinful stuff in 
what you're watching. You, you said, Paul, you know, he, he read some of these things. So how much is what's the right balance? Again, th- there's no way for me to give a, a solid answer that you just applies to everybody. I will say there are a few handles here, some of which I've already said, but uh, just to, to make sure they're clear. There's a difference when something has sinful stuff in it and when it's something that the central focus of it is to celebrate and affirm sin. Uh, same way, I think I use this when we're talking about music. You know, if my teenage kids, there's a difference in going to a um, some kind of social gathering where there are sinful people and one that the purpose of it is to sin, you know, because they're all getting drunk or they're all doing something immoral. That th- th- There's a difference. And, and, and I, I carry that into some of the entertainment, too, is like, well, what's the main purpose here? Is this sort of something in the background that's happening, or is this the focus of what's happening? The second consideration is yourself. I mean, your own, you know, Jesus says, if it's causing you to sin in your heart and to and to, and to desire and crave sin, then it's become something that's it's making you sin. It's something you have to cut out of your life. I hope that we can all agree that there are certain elements in some of these movies and shows that are that are so bad, or there's some frequency of it in the movie or the show that that whatever good you think is in there is just not worth it. I mean, you think of the guy, you know, classic guy who justifies reading Playboy because of the articles, uh, or you're looking at the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue. I mean, maybe there are some good articles in there, but it's not worth the price to get to that. Um, that I, of of what I would have to see and. And what would get implanted in my heart? Some people will say, well, you know, sex scenes and nudity, they don't phase me at all. Let me quote Kevin DeYoung here. It's true. People are wired differently. But I would question, like he does, whether the people who say that really know themselves as much as they think they do. And if looking upon what God has forbidden has no effect on you, I'm not sure that's a good sign either. There are times I will watch things that I watched when I was a teenager before I was really walking with God that I didn't think were that bad. And now when I watch them, I'm like, how did I, how did that not bother me? It's actually a sign of Christian maturity that sin bothers you, not that it it has no effect on you. So when somebody says, oh, it doesn't affect me, I'm like, well, I don't know if that's a good sign either. Uh, people say, well, I close my eyes and uh, you know, I fast forward. And that's honestly better than nothing. And there are times that I, there are certain shows I watch that I will do that. Um, the, the problem is it's, you know, let's just state the obvious. You're seeing the beginnings of whatever it is you start to fast forward. So freely admitting that there are some places that I do this, you just have to realize that it's it, some of it is still you know getting into your heart. Uh, Vid Angel is a, a, a service that my family uses from time to time, and that that, that actually is a much better option because it will cut it out for you. Let me close here with the words of John Piper. I I do think in most cases it's a safe rule that if you if your conscience is really troubled or if you're doubting about it, that's a that's a sign that you should just not do it. First of all, if your conscience is troubled, Paul would say. Yes, definitely don't do it because um, Paul even says there are some things that maybe they're not even sinful for everybody, but they're sinful for you because your conscience is bothered and it's wrong to go against conscience. Whatever you're not doing of faith done to the glory of God, that becomes that becomes sin. So if you're in doubt, I think the safer bet is to, to not do it. Um, if you're one of those people listening and you're just like, look, I feel like it's totally okay. I watch Game of Thrones all the time. I watch these shows. I would repeat what Kevin DeYoung challenges his congregation to do. Why don't you take a week and just pray and fast some and just say, God, is this really okay? I'm asking you to do that specifically about shows like Game of Thrones. Just ask God, is this really okay? And is it helping me overall be closer to Jesus and to enjoy more fullness in my relationship with him? 
My guess is you're going to come out with a different answer than where you are right now. I'm not trying to be your judge. I'm just saying um, I would challenge you to do that and see where where the Holy Spirit leads you. Yeah, be careful little eyes what you see um, because we do have a Father up above that is looking down in love and it, and these things affect us very deeply. So so be careful. Well, there you go. I hope this was helpful. And you know, check out some of those resources that Pastor JD mentioned in his answer. Um, and I hope you guys are able to make good decisions about what you're consuming and, and hope this is helpful in allowing you to think deeply about how God wants you to uh, consider what's going into your, your heart and mind. So I hope this is good. Please go ahead and follow Pastor JD on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. It's a great place to see his thoughts, get new information, get connected with things. Um, and then if you like this podcast or you've enjoyed this podcast over the last few months, just go ahead and give us a rating and review. That helps other people see it. Um, doesn't take too long. Um, all you got to say is this has been great or this is my favorite episode. That rating and review really helps us uh, get, get in front of more people. And if you enjoyed these episodes, uh, chances are other people will as well. So we hope this has been good, and we will see you next time on Ask Me Anything.